Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Icons. I'm so excited to be here with you for a solo episode. It's so funny because I feel like I started this podcast and I'm like bi-weekly. And of course, once the floodgates opened, there has just been so much that I've wanted to share with y'all. So here we are. Apparently, it's a weekly podcast now, but I'm not making any promises. And like I said, it's a solo episode today. But honestly, this conversation was inspired by Mel Robbins podcast. I have been devouring her podcast lately. She's had so many incredible guests on. And I was listening to a podcast that she had with Dr. Judith Joseph, who I will link in the show notes because it definitely plays a part in our conversation today. And I was literally shaking in my seat. Well, I guess I was at the gym. So I was shaking around the gym, thinking about how powerful the work that we do inside of the Academy of Breath is, but also just the work that I do inside of my private coaching. I was like, wow, this is why we're getting such incredible results. This is why people need this work. And I'll share really quickly because over the last two years, I've been doing a lot of nervous system work on myself in a lot of different ways. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. And it was really interesting because as I was listening to the conversation that Mel Robbins and Dr. Judith Joseph were having about anhedonia, which is what we are going to be diving into, I was thinking to myself, wow, like these are a lot of things that I was experiencing two years ago that I don't really experience anymore. Like, yes, it comes up in some ways, but this is really what I have mastered and what I support my private clients with who are high achievers, type A, successful, go, go, go. And also what a lot of people come to us and experience inside of the Academy of Breath. So yes, maybe this is gonna be a giant advertisement for the work that I do inside of my world, but also I'm gonna leave you with two tools that you can start implementing today that are free, that you can do every single day that's going to support you. And like I mentioned, anhedonia is the theme of our conversation today. And this blew my mind. I had never heard this term before. So if you've never heard it before, you're in the same boat as me. But anhedonia is the lack of interest, enjoyment, or pleasure from life's experiences. You might not want to spend time with others or do activities that previously made you happy. You know, Mel Robbins was sharing on her podcast that a lot of the work that she's doing today doesn't excite her in the same way that it used to. And I hear this all the time with my private clients. They get to a certain level of success or get into a really good rhythm where they've been doing something for several years and it's really been working. And it used to be really stimulating to them emotionally and mentally, but now it's kind of lost its sparkle. And so that is an aspect of anhedonia. And in the podcast that they were discussing anhedonia and again in Mel Robbins podcast I'll actually just link the episode because it was so phenomenal and it really will be a different take than what I'm going to share with y'all but they talked about how the trauma of the last three years created this spike in anhedonia that many people are now finally trying to understand put a name to and address so I wanted to share some examples that I see with my private clients so that you can kind of feel into whether or not you've experienced this or are experiencing it right now. Um, and also my private clients and students inside of the Academy of Breath have experienced. And what's really cool is that I work with such a diverse range 
and population of people across AOB as well as my private mentorship. So I really get to hear a lot of different perspectives and see a lot of different people struggling with the same thing. There are people literally at the top of their game, the pinnacle of what many people would deem as successful that are struggling with the symptoms of anhedonia. So please just know also that you're not alone. Nothing is wrong with you. And there are really simple ways that I'm going to share with you today in this episode to start adding color back to life. And I always like to think about my work as going from black and white to technicolor. And so you'll often hear me say that or talk about adding color back into your life. But the way that I see it is that so many of us are either handed over this script and this narrative to what life should look like. And so they just follow it to a T and they've kind of checked out, they're numb to life, they're just going through the motions or they've experienced a trauma, a setback, or some sort of circumstance in their life where they start to protect their heart, or they go into this habitual survival pattern that creates the same result of numbing out, checking out, feeling outside of their current lived experience in the present moment. And I, in fact, experienced that back in 2021. I hired a therapist. I was working with a therapist for the year. And when I came to her, I said, listen, I have everything I've ever wanted on paper. I'm in an amazing marriage. Amazing on paper. <laughs> you all know my story. I literally have an ocean view from my dream home in La Jolla, one of the most expensive zip codes in the world. I'm making multiple six figures. I'm working with people all over the world. My business has finally taken off and yet I feel like I'm on the outside looking in. I used to visualize and have this analogy of this house that was beautiful and a family where they were getting together and eating and laughing at the table and playing games and there was just so much happiness inside of the house. And yet I felt like I was the creepy stranger on the sidewalk looking in, wishing that they could be a part of it. And that's what it felt like for me for a while where I was just on the outside looking in and wanting to feel the beauty of my life, but was numb couldn't feel it. And so much of that came back to this fear, this scarcity, this trauma response, and this habitual survival pattern of not wanting the other shoe to drop and wanting to make sure that what I had created, I could keep up. And so we're going to dive into some of the key indicators that Dr. Judith Joseph shares that are symptoms of anhedonia. So you can see if you have, and I imagine everyone listening to this podcast has some form or will answer yes to some of these questions. But it's really interesting to think about as we go through our life and as we, as iconic successful leaders in our space and in our own domain continue to achieve and create and dream up and envision and go for bigger and bigger things, it's really interesting to think about the energy in which we are doing those things, why we are reaching for the next level, and if we have really allowed ourselves to express gratitude, celebrate, and embody all of the current beautiful things that we at one point, dreamt of creating for ourselves. 
And over these last several years, like I mentioned, I've really been doing the work of being in the present moment, living the embodiment of everything that I've created so that I'm not on this nonstop treadmill trying to keep up and trying to chase after that feeling of achievement, that feeling of worthiness, that feeling of success or fulfillment, but knowing that I've already created it now. And that's the work that I primarily do with my private clients because a lot of them are already really successful. And yet they feel like they have to keep going because they haven't filled themselves from the inside out. They're trying to fill themselves outside in. And so what that looks like is constantly reaching for bigger and bigger cash months or feeling like they can't ever take a break. So even when they book a vacation, they're working the entire time, feeling like they have to sacrifice for the sake of their business, for the sake of their bottom line, hiring team members, but not knowing how to properly delegate, so firing them. So I see so many different versions of this nonstop hamster wheel. And what I will say about all of this is that we often are lying to ourselves about what's really happening under the surface. We're often disguising what's really happening under the surface with productivity or a need to go to the next level and achievement. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, Ava is speaking to me, I can't slow down, I feel really restless, I don't feel good enough, even when I'm doing the things that I say I wanna do, I don't feel like it's at the level that I desire it to be, or I've been having this feeling of once I get to that next level, then I will finally feel settled or then I'll finally have the space. Then I'll finally be able to take the time to become a mother or really invest in my relationship or my sex life or whatever it might be. If that is you, listen to this conversation because I really want to support you in first and foremost, being truthful and honest with yourself about what's going on under the surface so that we can address it at the root and start to take simple daily actionable steps to support you in removing this anhedonia, removing these habitual survival strategies and aligning with the lifestyle and the level of leadership that you know you are meant to become and that you know you are meant to have. And what was really interesting and really cool about this conversation that I was hearing, and I guess cool is kind of a weird descriptive word to use, but very validating, I'll say, is that the spikes of anhedonia really started rearing their head during the last couple of years during the pandemic. And that makes sense, right? Because we were in fight, flight, or freeze mode the entire time. We didn't know what kind of collective chaos was coming next. There was tons and tons of stuff going on politically, internationally, uh, with climate, with our health systems. I mean, there was so much happening that, of course, we didn't feel safe in our environment. Throw in the conversations about economy and finances and money and we're going to have this really dysregulated state. We're going to have individuals and collective uh, and collective communities being dysregulated, which means that we are going to default into our habitual survival strategies. And our habitual survival strategies are going to be different from person to person, but so often it's going to come back into the things that are likely implanted into you from your parents or from your childhood or from trauma that you've experienced that kept you safe and kept you alive. So for me, I know that 
my trauma response is to just push through because when I was younger, when I was homeless, when I didn't have a dime to my name, a penny to my name, the only way that I was able to survive was if I continued to work and continued to make money. And so in the pandemic, when there were these scarcity and fear talks and this fear mongering around the economy and finances and money at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like foot on the gas, go. And of course it came from this really aligned space, an excited space of bringing the Academy of Breath into the world and my private coaching and all of the programs that I was offering. But there's a difference between alignment and excited, inspired action and a feeling of scarcity. And if I don't take my foot off the gas or if I take my foot off the gas, everything will crumble. And I hear that again from so many people. They're so scared to rest, to pause, to take a break, to have that space to feel and to process what they've gone through because they don't want the castle to crumble. And so if this is you, I want to support you today. And like I said, if this is you, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not alone. And Dr. Judith Joseph has on her site a quiz that I'm going to share just like a handful of questions from. Um, but like I said, I'm going to link the quiz in the show notes. I'll also link the Mel Robbins podcast because two phenomenal resources. And I'm just putting it out here. Dr. Judith Joseph, I'd love to have you on Icons to continue this conversation and go even deeper. But a couple things that you can either say yes or no to, okay? So do you often make delayed future happiness statements? So I talk about this a lot as the arrival fa fallacy, right? I'll be happy when. Do you find it hard to enjoy resting or taking breaks because you feel restless and empty when you're not busy? I share this often. It's kind of like this feeling of like, what do I do with my hands? Or, oh my gosh, I feel like everything is going to crumble if I don't keep working. When you watch TV or movies, are you engaged in the program or are you maybe scrolling? You're not fully present with it. Or do you have hobbies like reading for leisure? Do you allow yourself to enjoy your vacations? Activities outside of profit-producing actions in your business. When others compliment you, this is a big one, do you have hard time enjoying praise? Do you have a difficult time enjoying social interactions with friends or family members? Do you even let yourself have that space or are you always working? And I already shared a little bit about this, but do you have a hard time enjoying the work that you actually produce? Or do you feel like it's not good enough or you could have done better? Again, these are just a few of the questions, but as I was reading through these questions, I could see the pattern of dysregulation for the person who is answering yes to the majority of these questions. If you've answered yes to the majority of these questions where you do have a hard time being present or you're putting your happiness in something outside of you or you don't feel good enough with what you're doing, your nervous system is dysregulated. And that's, again, okay, because most people's nervous systems are dysregulated. We experienced a collective trauma and most of us did not take the time to actually process and feel the trauma. But 
the person who is answering yes to the majority of those questions has a dysregulated nervous system. And luckily, like I said, this is the work that I do with my clients. So I know how to support you with this. I know what it takes to get back to a regulated nervous system, to a healthy nervous system. And as I mentioned when I was opening this podcast, I was really proud of myself when I was listening to all of those questions and reading through all of those questions because I was like, wow, I'm answering no to most of this. And that's because these last two years, I really spent time reprogramming my nervous system and learning how to rest learning that rest makes me rich, learning that I am worthy even if I am not producing and my financial success, my happiness, my joy is not tied to my outcome and that vacations are healthy, intimacy is healthy, my relationships lift me up and support me in becoming even more successful. This is so much of the work that I've done. I've shared this before too. You know, my relationship with Matt reintroduced me to play. And of course, breathwork and meditation are the ultimate tools for presence. And so, as I mentioned, all of these questions and the additional ones that I didn't mention are included on the full quiz on Dr. Judith Joseph's site. Um, So go and take that quiz if necessary. Or if you're like, I already know I've got anhedonia, (laughs) then let's just continue on with this conversation. But All of these questions really relate back to the ability to be present and fully embodied in your now, your now moment experience. And this is something, again, that I help my private clients do because it comes up all the time for high achievers and successful people where they can't seem to actually enjoy the life that they've created because they are so consumed with making sure everything doesn't crumble tomorrow. It's this never ending treadmill that I mentioned that can be disguised as productivity and Because the outcome is usually a success, this is the kicker here. We feel positive reinforcement for a pattern that ultimately doesn't align with our long-term goals or values outside of financial success and career. I'm going to say that again. That treadmill of outcome, that feeling of being on the hamster wheel, that more, more, more is disguised often as productivity. And because the outcome is typically success, we feel positive reinforcement for a pattern that ultimately doesn't align with our long-term goals, unless it's financial success and career. And I know that your values and your long-term goals are bigger than just financial success and career. I know that you want to have a healthy body. I know that many of you desire to start a family. I know that you want a thriving, steamy, hot, sexy relationship. I know that you want to explore and experience the world. I know that you want to have a kick-ass relationship with your family and have amazing friends surrounding you. Yes, the success in our finances and career is important, but that's not it. And so if we have this positive reinforcement from financial success, supporting a pattern that ultimately doesn't align with our long-term goals, what we're doing is negatively programming our nervous system to seek enforcement, reinforcement in things that, yes, might have that quick serotonin and dopamine hit of motivation and happiness and fulfillment. But long term, if it's creating patterns where our outcome is tied to our productivity, then we're not allowing ourselves the space to step off of that treadmill, exit the hamster wheel, 
and create success from a really regulated state. Because here's the other thing, you can be just as successful, if not more, with a regulated nervous system. Slowing down doesn't mean that you're not going to create the same success that you have. You can create more success by being more present. You can create more opportunities from slowing down. You can have an even greater aligned business and team and financial outlook of your entire business and your entire life, your retirement, your investments, etc., without having to have it tied to doing, doing, doing. Yes, we take action, but we take aligned action, inspired action. We prioritize the health of our nervous system, at least in my world. And what that means is that the doing gets to be more fun. The living gets to be at the forefront. And when living and financial success is tied together, ooh, that is when you've created an iconic brand. I tell you that. So here's what I want you to start doing because the last thing we want is for you to be wildly successful and numb about the epic impact you're making. And we sure as shit don't want to hold on to the trauma of the pandemic in our bodies. By the way, if there is anyone else in your life, a client, a patter, or excuse me, a parent, a mentor, a friend who you know this episode would resonate with, send it to them. Everything I'm sharing about has hard data and research backing it. And no one was fully immune to the effects of a global pandemic. So we really need to get these tools out into more people's hands. Okay, so like I've kind of mentioned, the name of the game is nervous system regulation. We want to create safety in the body to be able to escape the survival pattern that has been programmed into our systems from the past three years or beyond, depending on where you came from and your upbringing and the experiences that you've had throughout your life. But especially these past three years of that collective chaos I was talking about, we need to reprogram our systems. We need to process, we need to feel, we need to release. And if you are someone who says processing and feeling is inconvenient, I feel you. I've said that so many times to my mentor, but trust me, you are doing yourself a disservice. So in doing so, this nervous system regulation that's all hot and right off the press that so many people are talking about, you'll be able to stay more tapped into the present moment because you're no longer anxious about the future or trying to prevent a specific outcome. And in addition, you'll be able to identify which patterns of yours are either creating the reality that you desire to live in or recreating the past patterns that have led you to this state of anhedonia. Again, the more present we are, the more aware we are. But before I share this with you, these two exercises, I want you to know this. I kind of already gave you a little sneak peek of this at the beginning. In order for this to work, you need to be honest and truthful with yourself. Unfortunately, and I'm sure many of you that are in the personal development and coaching industry will agree with me and be not in your head on this. I see a lot of people let their ego get in the way. Oh, I've heard that before. How many of you have had that client that says that? Oh, yeah, I already know that, right? Oh, that's too simple. Oh, I'm a coach or a successful entrepreneur. I don't need to ask for help. And yes, you are brilliant. You are talented. You are successful, but we all need help from time to time. We all find ourselves in a rut 
where we need the support of someone who sees us in our power to pull us higher. Powerful people need powerful people behind them and alongside them. This is why my Behind the Woman Mastermind exists and why I do what I do in my private mentorship. I'm here to remind you of who you are and you also need to be willing to be truthful with yourself when you've forgotten who you are or have fallen into less than ideal patterns. I already shared this, but even Mel Robbins shared that she's been less excited about her work and burnt out. So if one of the biggest names in personal development, top podcaster, and New York Times bestseller can feel that misalignment, I don't care how spiritual you are or how in the personal development space you are, I know that you have off seasons as well as I do. And as well as Mel Robbins does and every human being on the planet. So be honest with yourself about what you're experiencing, what you're feeling. If you're not excited, if you're not feeling totally locked into your power, if you're numb, if you feel blah, if you feel stuck, because once you're honest about it, then we can actually change it. Then we can address it. Then you can evolve outside of it. So the two practices that I'm going to share with you are two techniques that I teach inside of my world with my private clients, but also inside of the Academy of Breath. And the first one is a somatic check-in. This is something we actually teach inside of our advanced practitioner training because we go deep into somatics. Um, And it's an incredible tool to bring presence into your day. And what we're doing ultimately is using something called affect labeling. Affect labeling lessens the stress charge an emotion can have on you. And behavioral and neuroimaging studies suggest that Actually, just putting feelings into words can serve as a regulatory strategy, a nervous system regulating strategy. So right there, we're already starting to regulate the nervous system just by putting words to the feelings that you have. So that's why it's so important to be honest and truthful. And we can do it together right now, except if you're driving. If you're driving, wait and do this until you've parked. But for everybody else, go ahead and close your eyes. Put a hand on your heart and a hand on your belly. And I don't want you to change your breath at all. Instead, simply just notice any sensation in your body. Could be feeling a little warm. Maybe you have a knot in your stomach from a conversation you had earlier. Maybe you notice that your shoulders feel really tight. And the first prompt that I want you to answer is, in my body, I feel list sensation. So in my body, I feel tense. In my body, I feel buzzy, tingly. In my body, I feel shaky, sweaty. In my body, I feel light, open, expansive. Okay, so this is the first part of the somatic check-in. In my body, I feel list sensation. And then second, after that, notice the emotion. Notice your emotion right now. Your second prompt is, I'm experiencing fill in the blank of the emotion. So in my body, I feel tense. I'm experiencing anxiousness or in my body I feel light and open I'm experiencing 
happiness, joy. In my body, I feel tingly, buzzy. I'm experiencing excitement, optimism. In my body, I feel peaceful. I'm experiencing love, connection. So this simple somatic check-in you can do every single day. So simple, right? So freaking simple. And that's going to be the first nervous system regulating practice that also is going to bring you into the present moment, right? Because your body exists in the present moment, emotion exists in the present moment, and getting to know yourself on a deeper level through somatics, through the body, is such a powerful practice that allows for you to have a greater awareness of how you exist in the now moment. And again, the more we are in the now moment, the more we have the ability to live fully embodied. So the somatic check-in is that first practice. And the second practice, y'all always know I'm going to go back to breathing, is coherent breathing. One study showed that levels of gamma aminobutyric acid, or GABA, as you might have heard of it before, increased after a trial of controlled breathing. And GABA is really important because of its anti-anxiety effects. And so coherent breathing is really powerful for stress regulation, anxiety regulation. And another study also showed that lower levels of cytokines were found after coherent breathing. And these are linked to inflammation and stress. So this is an amazing practice that's, again, so easy to do. And even if you're driving right now, you can do it. And all you're going to do is aim for about five breaths per minute for five minutes, starting there. Then you can work your way up to 10 minutes, 20 minutes. But again, you don't have to do it in a meditation practice. You don't have to do it with eyes closed. It can just be an intentional practice of following your breath in and following your breath out, all in and out of the nose. And you'll inhale for six, exhale for six. So why don't we actually just take three breaths just like that so you can get a taste of coherent breathing. Again, if you're not driving, if you want to close your eyes, you're more than welcome to. But if you are driving, just keep your eyes open. And let's all just end our exhale here. Make sure that you seal your lips. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Draw the breath down for five, four, three, two, one. Good. Exhale. Good, inhale for six. Exhale through your nose for six. Beautiful, last time, inhale for six, two, three, four, five, six. Exhale for six, five, four, three, two, one. Good. Take a deep breath in. Exhale to release. Already, can you feel a little bit more peace in your body? Maybe a little bit more spaciousness. And if you want to connect the coherent breath practice to the somatic check-in, doing a somatic check-in at the beginning and then a somatic check-in at the end, then you're going to add so much more power behind your breath practice because you're going to see the effects of the breath happening in real time and put a name to it. So those are the two breathwork practice, excuse me, not two breathwork practices, two practices 
for nervous system regulation that I wanted to share with you today. And I really hope that this podcast episode has first put a name to maybe what you've been feeling and experiencing so that it doesn't feel so isolating or as if you are the only person who's experiencing it. Know that it's normal to experience the symptoms of anhedonia and majority of people are right now. But secondly, I hope that it's given you tools to let you know that there is a way out, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, that there is a different way, a higher way, a bigger way, a better calling on your life to be able to experience the fullness of the things that you've created and the things that you've yet to create and to do so from a really healthy energy, not because you're doing it to survive and you're in the pattern, but you're doing it to thrive and to create a reality that you love to live in and that you're relishing in every single moment. If this episode has resonated with you, I would love and be so grateful for you to take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories. Make sure to tag me at Ava Johanna or send me a DM and let me know what your biggest takeaway was. I'm so grateful that we get to connect in this way. I've been feeling so lit up about the podcast and make sure also to subscribe. In the show notes, you'll find a link to subscribe to the podcast, avajohanna.com forward slash icons. As you know, most of these episodes are recorded live with a guest. We shen- we, we, shend out. <laughs> we send out a week prior to the episode going live, a invitation with the date, the link, and the time so that you can come into the energy of the conversation live, ask questions, take part in the co-creation of the conversation. It really is such a cool format and I have such incredible, brilliant guests coming onto the podcast that you do not want to miss and we would love to have you there live. So make sure that you subscribe and like I said, if you haven't already taken that screenshot, make sure to do so, share with me your biggest takeaway and I just wanna thank you again for joining us for another episode of Icons with Ava Johanna. I'll see y'all next well there you have it everyone thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of icons with ava johanna make sure if you're not already on our vip list that you sign up so that you can be invited exclusively into the community to take part in these conversations live ask questions and co-create this experience If you're not already following me, make sure you give me a follow at Ava Johanna and follow our amazing guest. I'll see you soon and don't forget, go do something iconic.